This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy game day to you, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, Monday Night Football Edition. Sean Kelly with you. So glad to be with you from Studio B on Airline Drive today at the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. You've got a chance to be in first place in the division tonight. How about that? What a weekend in the NFL again. And the Saints and the Falcons will wrap it up tonight. A win for the Saints who place them, obviously, at 1-2 and two, right there with Carolina, Tampa, Atlanta. Uh, it'd be an interesting situation. Atlanta comes in one and one tonight uh, to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And, of course, all the talk all weekend long about the 10-year anniversary of the Rebirth game. And uh, I hope you caught the documentary, by the way. The Saints are coming. If you did not, you can certainly do so now at NewOrleansSaints.com on demand. Great, great feedback from folks about that documentary. Uh, it, is, it is a special hour of viewing, no doubt. And we hope to have a special game tonight. We'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, the Teron Armstead news was not much fun for all of us over the weekend to find out that he will not be able to go tonight. But the Saints, uh, I, I just I just have a feeling about tonight's game. And it's a good feeling, to say the least. We're going to preview the game tonight with a very special guest today. We're very, very happy to welcome in for the first time Sean McDonough, who will be calling the play-by-play on ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast. Uh, Sean, of course has been, you know, in the national spotlight broadcasting at a network level for so long. And uh, he's just he's just the right pick for uh, the next uh, man to fill that chair. So we are very excited to bring in Sean McDonough today. Uh, you know, the fact that it was Sean Payton and Drew Brees' first game there, uh, you know, there's just so many aspects that went into it and go into it because I think it'll always remain a significant night. Uh, both for the Saints and for the city of New Orleans and the people of Louisiana. I hope we do a good job uh, recapturing that because it's a very compelling part of Monday night. And then on the basketball side, we've got Anthony Davis today. Exclusive, one-on-one. We taped that on Friday over at our Smoothie King Center studios. It's a great visit with him. Um, you'll learn that he's grown again. How about that? I mean, that is crazy. That, And he's not real happy about it either. That's, that's the even... That's the more strange part. But Pelicans training camp is fully underway. This is day three of their practices, and we have Anthony Davis for you here on this Monday. As this being my fifth year, you know, um, leadership role you know, has to increase. Knowing that anything that happens with the Pelicans winning, losing, whatever, is going to fall on me. So, And I think just knowing a lot more about the game, you know, on and off the floor is, is going to start with me. So a great show lined up for you. I don't want to waste any more time in getting to our great guest. We'll start with Sean McDonough from Monday Night Football to talk about tonight's football game, obviously, and uh, his new role and, of course, the 10-year anniversary of the Rebirth game. And then Anthony Davis to really kind of set the tone for us for this first full week of Pelicans uh, here on the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. 
Hey fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. It's Saints game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back, everybody. Of course, we're preparing for the big game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome tonight between the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. And as I look outside the window of the studio, I'm not so sure uh, between the Beyonce concert this weekend and now Monday Night Football that not another 18-wheeler could be placed around this building. Uh, the scope of Monday Night Football is always something to behold, and we're very excited to welcome in uh, the voice of Monday Night Football. He's the lead man. It's Sean McDonough. And uh, welcome, Sean. So glad you're going to be in our town on Monday. Thank you, Sean. Looking forward to it very much, and a pleasure to be with you. The spectacle that is Monday Night Football, I just referred to all the 18-wheelers. Uh, a couple weeks in now, Sean, have you fully been able to grasp uh, as to the uh, size and scope of this production that you're now at the lead of? Well, I've had a little bit of familiarity with it from afar, just stopping by some Monday Night Football games over the years uh, to say hello to friends of mine who worked on the crew or in the truck or you know Mike Tirico up in the booth who's been a dear friend of mine dating back to our time in college together back at Syracuse about 100,000 years ago. So, you know, I'd, I'd kind of walked around the, the staging area where they have the trucks and been inside the trucks and knew it was a mammoth operation, obviously well aware of the history of Monday Night Football and what it's meant to television in our country and to the National Football League. But I'm not sure I fully understood the scope of it really until I stepped into it a couple of months ago. Has it has it changed or has it had an effect on in any way as to what you do, your craft? Not really. I mean, the preparation is a little bit different just because, you know, I'm stepping into a group that has been together for a while. You know, John Gruden has been doing this now for eight years and Lisa Salters for five and our producer Jay Rothman and director Chip Dean have been doing football together, whether it's the NFL or college football for 26 years you know they used to work with Keith Jackson on the big college football game every week before they went over and started on Monday Night Football so you know it's a group that has been together a while and they have a certain way of doing things and you know I've been with my college football group for a long time we had a certain way of doing things in a lot of ways Sean it's easier just because you know there's so much access to information you know, I'm sitting here uh, watching NFL game pass and looking at the two games that the Falcons and the Saints have played already you know, the, the league uh, teams in the league do a great job sending information. ESPN has an unbelievable research unit that's dedicated to Monday Night Football. So, And there are fewer players, you know, than, than there are in the typical college game. And you're more familiar with them generally starting out. I mean, I knew a lot of players on the Saints and Falcons before I started preparing for this game, whereas last year, you know, my first football game of the year was BYU and Nebraska, and I probably couldn't name more than a handful of players on either team before I started into the prep. So in some ways it's easier. 
Sean, you've been doing network level stuff for so long now, uh, and and what what we do for a living is inherently fun, no doubt. Uh, but did this new role and this new schedule in any way make you feel younger or rejuvenated some way? <laughs> you know, it's a good question and an interesting question, and I, I suppose that it did just because. You know, I'm 54. I've been doing this for a long time. Had sort of a interesting career path. Had the chance to do the Red Sox games on local TV when I was 25 years old here in Boston, in Boston. And then, you know, I had a chance to do the World Series for CBS when I was 30 years old. And then, for a lot of years since then, you know, did a lot of great events, major college football and college basketball and major championship golf. But nothing that I would really say was at the top rung like doing the World Series was at CBS. So. You know, you get to be in your mid-50s, you wonder if an opportunity like that is going to come back around again. And in my case, it did, because I think Monday Night Football is one of those jobs. I mean, when I was a kid, one of the great memories of my childhood were was sitting on the, the back porch of our house or in the living room of our house with my dad, who, as you know, was a sports writer for the Boston Globe for a long time and made the transition into TV with the NFL today. Uh, you know, it was... Uh, it, it was some of the best memories of my childhood, just watching Monday Night Football and spending time with my dad and staying up a little bit later than we ordinarily would on a school night. So this really is a dream come true for me, and to have it happen at 54 years old really does, I guess, make me feel young again, even though I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's outstanding and well-deserved. Uh, Sean, Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sean, before we get to kind of the emotional side of what Monday Night Football will be in New Orleans this week, um, let me ask you about the game itself. Saints and Falcons, obviously an inherent division game and obviously a rivalry, but a one-and-one team, an 0-2 team. You've been watching the game film. You've read the clips. and uh, you know what, what are you kind of looking at as far as the storyline or the bullet points that have to be observed here as we watch the ball game on TV? Well, you know, I think what you said, it's, it's only the third game of the year, but there has to be some urgency, particularly for the Saints. I mean, you don't want to go 0-3. Yeah, I've watched the film of both games, you know, and you know, and the Saint fans know, you know, they're two very close games. You know, as I watched the Giant film from a week ago this morning, you know, if I was a Saints fan, I'd be very frustrated. I mean, to have three takeaways in the first half and you know wind up getting a kick blocked, and you've had three takeaways and you're behind seven to nothing when they return the field goal for the touchdown against you. You know, that that's that's rough. So, and you know, the good news is, um, you know, they're they're. 0-2, but the rest of the division's 1-1. One one. So, you know, it's there, it's very early in the year, but I think the thing that would concern the rest of the division, why uh, one of these teams in the division, is how good Carolina is. You know, I, I think you've got you to win to keep pace with them because they're one of the best teams in the National Football League. So it's a big game from a football standpoint. I think there are a lot of similarities between the two teams. You know, they both throw the ball really well. Terrific quarterbacks, uh, defenses that have not played well in, in recent years, and you know have reason to give you a little bit of concern again this year. You know I think the the Saints injuries in the secondary would be a concern for me. Uh, you know, but they had those. Uh, you know, P.J. Williams, as you know, went out of the game in the first quarter last week, and you know they held I think a really good Giants team to 16 points. So, you know, it's tough to figure it out exactly. But uh, when they play together, as you know, it's a spirited rivalry. The games are usually very entertaining and. I would expect nothing different on Monday night. Sean, is there a person uh, on that Saints roster or an aspect of that roster that you really want to ask Sean Payton about in your preparation for the football game? Uh, you know, not anybody in particular. You know, I just I think there are a lot of facets to their uh, their team that are very interesting. And um, 
you know, I, I think there have been some positives watching the tape and reading the clips. I think there have been some negatives. And I, I, one thing I would like to ask Sean about is, you know, Kobe Fleener was a guy I really liked when he was at Stanford. And, you know, I think they brought him in there hoping he could give them some production uh, at the tight end position as they've had in recent years. And just watching the tape, you know, I haven't really seen that. He dropped the ball early in the game last week. There was another time uh, in the second quarter, I think it was, he was running down the seam. You know, he had uh, Casillas, the linebacker, in single coverage with him. Drew couldn't connect with him. Uh, so I, I think uh, he's a guy uh, that if he could be more productive and perform that role that they've had from others in the past, maybe he could get this uh, offense going a little bit. Good point. Emotional side of this football game. Obviously very emotional for folks in New Orleans and in Atlanta, too. I talked to Wes Durham uh, last week, and, and, and he, he really felt that the Falcons were co-stars uh, in this drama on Monday night as opposed to maybe being the villain because they both shared that moment 10 years ago. Um, from a national perspective, from the perspective of Monday Night Football, what does that 10-year anniversary or that, that aspect of this game mean to you, and what do you do with it? Well, it means a lot. I think it's going to be a huge part of our telecast. You know, there were just so many memorable moments and images and sounds from that game. You know, I was mentioned earlier at the beginning of our conversation, Mike Tirico was one of my dearest friends. Uh, he was doing that game. He was brand new to Monday Night Football, and he's done a tremendous number of the most important sporting events around the world uh, in the last uh, couple of decades. And, you know, he talks about that was different from anything that he's ever experienced, just the emotion of it and the significance of it. And, you know, we're going to try to bring back a lot of that, talk to the people who were involved in it about it. You know, there were so many aspects to it, what it meant to the city. You know, Drew Brees, I thought, spoke very eloquently earlier this past week about, uh, you know, not only what it meant to the team, but what it meant to the city and really kind of symbolized the rebirth and, you know, the Steve Gleason and the block punt and, uh, you know, the fact that it was Sean Payton and Drew Brees' first game there. Uh, you know, there's just so many aspects that went into it and go into it because I think it'll always remain a significant night, uh, both for the Saints and for the city of New Orleans and the people of Louisiana. I hope we do a good job uh, recapturing that because it's a very compelling part of Monday night. Absolutely. I had my neighbor ask me, or he didn't ask me, he told me yesterday, he said, Sean, I'm going to have McDonough and Gruden on one channel, and then the other channel is going to have Clinton and Trump on Monday night. He said yeah. to me, and he started laughing, he said, I think I'll know who I want to listen to more than anybody else. <laughs> he was referring to you guys. Well, you know, obviously it's spirited competition. It'll be up <laughs> against the first presidential debate, and, you know, we realize that there is going to be a, a significant part of what ordinarily would be our audience that would be watching the debate. And, uh, you know, I hope that when the debate is over, those people who don't want to watch the football game from the start will come over and tune in, and we'll do a good job of catching them up with what they missed. But, uh, you know, the ratings are down all over the uh, National Football League, which I think is a concern to everybody who televises the NFL, and obviously this isn't going to help our rating, but I think it's a compelling matchup and uh, one that people will want to tune in for, and you know, our Monday Night Football schedule is really strong throughout the season going forward, so I think eventually we'll catch up. At least I hope so. I don't think you're going to have any problem putting up a big number here. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing I try to stay away from is political conversation, because you, you could only make some people happy and tick off the others, and yeah, we've seen that already, Sean, as you know, uh, with the coverage of the national anthems and trying to figure out which players are going to you know, perform some sort of a protest and who 
isn't. So, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy it a lot more when the focus is on the field. And as I found out from some other colleagues, usually when I delve or when other, they delve into politics, you can only get yourself in trouble. So uh, I hope it's a spirit and entertaining debate, and I hope for the sake of America, uh, maybe it helps people decide what, what whoever they think the right choice is. Well said. Hey, you know, you brought it up, the national anthem. Is it being covered correctly, Sean? And you've you're a journalist, you know, at heart, and all the way back to your your days at Syracuse. Is this being covered correctly, or is it not? Well, you know, I think it's a difficult question. You know, a lot of times the anthem doesn't even get covered, as you know, in, in live coverage of sporting events in our country. Um, you know, I, I think the plan on Monday Night Football has always been to cover the anthem. You know, it's part of the emotional buildup to the game, and but it's uh, you know, obviously it's become must do with all the attention on it since Colin Kaepernick started, uh, you know, making his statement this way. So, you know, it, it takes up a lot of our time. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, conversations in all of the meetings that we've been in with the teams so far this year with the coaches. Have you talked to your team about the anthem and what do you anticipate and what message do you tell them? And it, there's been an interesting variety of answers really from them. Some of them have talked pretty uh substantially to their teams about it. Other guys have said, no, I really haven't said anything about it. And um, But I, you know, I hope as the weeks go on now, you know, if, if I think players are going to continue to do things, but I think rather than us trying to anticipate what might happen and cover it and go back and document it again, uh, hopefully just shots of them doing whatever they're doing is, uh, is substantive enough and we can just move on and cover the game. Thanks for your thoughts on that. Hey, and yeah, by the way, and I mean, I know it's a very important issue, especially, you know, what's happened the last week in Charlotte and Tulsa. And, you know, I don't mean to minimize that in any way. Um, I think it's a conversation that we should be having in America. And it's, I'm sure it's a healthy thing that it is ongoing. I, I just think there are some people who have uneasiness with the way the message is being presented. And it's up to, I guess, each of us to determine our comfort level with that or not. Very well said. Sean, thanks for a great conversation. My pleasure, Sean. Anytime. And uh, really looking forward to Monday night. What a great city. I've had a lot of great experiences there over the years as a Syracuse graduate. I will uh, remember being there forever in 2003 when the Orange basketball team won the national anthem. And uh, a lot of great times there with my dad over the years. So really looking forward to being there. Outstanding. It'll be a good night. Sean McDonough with us here, and we'll take a break and be right back. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. The Pelican Shop by Adidas has all your Pelicans merchandise needs, including officially licensed men's, women's, and children's apparel, jerseys from all your favorite Pelicans players, and more. Plus, it's the official location to pick up the newly released Pelicans Mardi Gras uniform. The Pelican Shop by Adidas, located on Dave Dixon Drive in the Smoothie King Center, is open at all Pelicans home games, plus Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m., on Saturday from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m., and anytime at pelicans.com. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. 
Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Tell you what, Beyonce concert this weekend at the Superdome, Monday Night Football, Saints-Falcons, and now Anthony Davis in our studio. I I don't know if we can fit another 18-wheeler outside (laughs) uh, or have any more star power, but uh, you're you're, you're headlining with some of those folks over there this weekend. How's it feel? Uh, It feels good. I mean, um... I'm just ready to get back on the floor. You know, it's uh, been quite a while since I was able to play. So, you know, feeling good. Knees feeling great. Body's feeling great. Team's looking great. So, excited to get ready to start camp tomorrow. You kind of answered my first question to you. By the way, get up on that microphone like you're recording your debut solo, <laughs> solo album. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I think Pelicans <coughs> fans would kill me if I didn't ask you exactly what your health is and, and, yeah. and your status and everything else. So, Expand on that if you don't mind as to yeah, what you just said um, about feeling good. Um, feels great, you know. Um, knees feeling great, able to do everything I, I used to do before the injury. Um, you know, putting a lot of, lot of hours of rehab. You know, trying to get the knee back to to what it was. Um, actually, feel like I'm I'm more explosive, more quick. So, um, you know, we corrected a lot of a lot of you know, stuff that was you know wrong with my hips. You know my knee, ankles, all that stuff. Um, so I feel, I feel better. I feel great. I feel, like I said, more explosive. Feel more powerful, and um, you know, I, I can't wait to to put it all to use starting tomorrow. What What do you think was incorrect in what the media or fans were saying about your situation health wise at the end of last season? Is there anything that should be cleared up, or that you want to make sure that people understand what you were going well, through? Well, this wasn't a. I mean, I mean, when you hear somebody has surgery, think, "Oh, this is a lingering injury," or you know, you know, this might reoccur again, and everything like that. Um, this was a, hopefully for me, a one-time thing. I mean, um, you know, it was just the way that I've always, you know, been taught to play the game. You know, I never, never had no one correct me on how, you know, I should, how I should squat, or you know, how I should, you know, jump, or anything like that. So. You know, constant pounding, you know, and, and constant pressure on your knees, you know, when you're squatting or jumping or running, whatever, the wrong way is going to, is going to, you know, you know, stir some things up inside the knees. So, um, there's nothing that was, you know, significant or anything that was, you know, out of the ordinary, you know, first thing people hear when they hear knees or anything, I think it, ACLs and MCLs and meniscus mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I have, I'm nowhere near close to any of that, you know. So, um, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun year and, and everything with the knee is great. As you, uh, at, you know, since we're doing radio here, you, as you were doing that, you yeah. were rubbing and slapping yeah, that, that left knee. <laughs> um, good. Anthony, somebody told me a long time ago about playing at this level that the number one skill set is availability. Um, and I think that honestly, if we're going to have an honest conversation about it, you, I know, have been searching for that that full season yeah. 
what would you say that you've done differently here going into this this year or uh, anything else that that would get you closer to I know your personal goal of of making it all the way through right um I think you know just being able to work with you know some of our guys Jason you know Jared who's our, our PT Todd Dwayne all them guys um and and correcting everything that I do um like I said all the stuff that you know you know far from shoulders or ankles you know all that stuff um you know I, I didn't really do a lot of it last year so you know I, I can roll an ankle and I'm like man it's really killing me I can't really play through it or whatever mm-hmm. where now uh my ankles are a lot stronger my shoulders are stronger my knees my hips you know glutes everything is stronger so now if I get hit in the shoulder it's just all right, that was you know that was nothing you know it, it, it's not it's not you know harmful to my body you know where before if I get hit you know you know I got aches and pains and everything like that so being able to strengthen you know strengthen my body uh in the right ways and and feel more powerful and feel stronger so when you're on the floor um all the nicks and bruises that you you know that I usually have um you know I won't have this year um I'm guilty of this but but maybe myself and others place the mantle of franchise player on you maybe too early weren't aware of what that all means right. even ourselves right um but that conversation continues year to year what is that conversation like now for you at your stage not only age-wise but mm-hmm. career-wise to say where you're more equipped for anybody to place that label on you or yeah, that um, role um i think at the end of the day whether you know you want that title or not it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come with it so um being as it's going to be my fifth year. Fucking old man. Easy. <laughs> it's going to be my down. fifth year. <laughs> um, as it's been my fifth year, you know, um, leadership role, you know, has to increase. Um, knowing that anything that happens with the Pelicans, winning, losing, whatever, is going to fall on me. So, um, and I think just knowing a lot more about the game, um, you know, on and off the floor, um, is, is going to start with me. You know, so I think. You know, being able to to lead this team, you know, you know, get on guys, you know, be more aggressive, whatever. You know, I, I think right now because the way that I prepare my body this summer to get back on the floor, I think I, you know, prepare my my mind as well to kind of take over, you know, this team. Um, you know, and coach was trying to get me to it last year, but you know, I really I really wasn't. It was hard for me to try to lead, you know, to the with these guys on the floor when I wasn't really on the floor. You know, um, and so being able to get back on the floor and realizing, all right, the team, the, all everything starts with you, you know, and you know, you're the leader of this team. You know, they're gonna follow you, everything like that. I kind of trained my mind this whole summer as I'm rehabbing to get back on the floor with these guys to, you know, to to, to lead these guys when I'm on the floor. And you know, even um, a couple of weeks ago, Quincy texted me. You know, Coach texted me. And I like what you're doing. I like that you're, you know, embracing this leadership role. You know. I'll stop practice if we're not going hard, you know, stop practice, let's do it over. You know, things like this, little things like that, you know, and, and that stuff goes a long way. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a different me this year, a different team this year, um, you know, because we're hungrier than ever. You know, we missed, you know, playing after after April, you know. Um, I think that was our biggest time that we had here, and um, it, it was fun for us. And so we want to get back to that. 
couple more questions because I know you're getting pulled in like 50 different directions <laughs> today. Um, I've been with you from the start, and every year your body's changed. Um, so, first of all, have you stopped growing, by the way? Uh, no, actually, they measured us like a week and a half ago, and they said I was 6'11", which I don't want to be. I think 6'10 is like the perfect height for me, you know? <laughs> What's wrong Anything, with 6'11"? You know, it just doesn't sound right, you know? 6'10 sounds perfect to me, you know? 6'11", 7 feet. I can't. I don't. I don't like it. So, so. you're now six eleven. I'm now six ten. No, you're six ten or you're six eleven. I'm, I'm technically six eleven, but I'm six ten. I will always tell everybody six ten. I don't care if I'm seven or three. I'm six ten. But scientifically, scientifically you're six eleven. I'm six eleven. Yes, I grew. I grew an inch. Okay. Um, Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. You know, I have gray hair, so. You do Maybe. not have gray hair. <laughs> and it's I'm jealous hair. of how much of the salad you have up there on top right now. What's your weight? As opposed to last year? Uh, the last year I played at 243, 245. Right now I'm 250. Um, I don't, I don't, I gotta see how, I gotta see how I feel playing at that weight. Um, okay. You know, I, I really love playing at 245, but um, we'll see. I haven't played at 250 yet. I mean, pick up, but I mean, that's not really playing a real game. So I'll see, you know, test it out in preseason um, and see, but I mean, I, after a while, it's just, just play. Okay. You know, I don't really care what. Um, I don't want to get under two forty five though. If I do drop weight, I don't want to get under two forty five. But you're gonna drop some weight. I yeah. Mean, I don't want from the workout. Yeah. yeah. Um. So probably between more of that two forty seven, two fifty area. Okay. Is there any other measurable that you want to share that you're proud of from the summer? Uh. No, that, that's really it. Okay. You know, no, no really bigger it. guns or anything like that. No. Or? Um. Nah. All right. <laughs> Last thing. Um. And, I, and I'll let you do with this what you want. I remember we were sitting together speaking, and I don't remember if we had microphones or not, but mm -hmm. last year there were a lot of expectations placed on the Pelicans, mm -hmm. and obviously things did not go the right. way anybody planned right. for a variety of reasons. Here now we're going into camp this year, and I would say that there isn't much attention on the Pelicans, and actually expectations are somewhat low from those who say they know nationally. So obviously two very distinct different conversations – what what is the conversation for you, or why do you think things will be different than what they say it will be this year? You know, kind of like how last year went. Like yeah. um, well, I think our team's mentality is different. We have guys. Look, and last year it was so much going on, you know that, you know, you know we really can't talk about. But I think from this team's you know standpoint, we our mentality is different. Our winning mindset is different. Guys are coming in, working, and, and we can tell right now. I mean, we had a mini camp in LA, and almost the whole team showed up. We have voluntary workouts here for three weeks, and every guy on this roster has been here. You know, so I that just shows to you know what what we're trying to accomplish this year. Um, we we went and got a lot of guys who are blue collar, just want to work hard. I mean, you know, we might not be the most talented team in the NBA, but um, our goal is to be the hardest working team, kind of like how Boston was last year. Boston didn't have the most talented guys, but they all they did was work hard, and that's how you win games. And so we want the guys to come out here who are going to play hard, you know, don't mind, you know, diving on the floor, you know, um, and guys who are tough. And I think we have, you know, a lot of those guys uh, on our on our roster. And so, um, you know, that, that's the biggest thing for us. And I think, you know, once we put it all together and, and start, you know, you know, building this chemistry that's already built, you know, since day one, since we brought everybody in. So as soon as we start building it more and putting it in place, Coach Gentry's system, 
and uh, our defense, it, we're going to be fine. And um, that's fine that people are you know, saying that we're not what we're supposed to be and all this stuff. That, that's fine with us. I, it doesn't really matter. Um, we're just going to go out there and play, and um, we just don't want any guys hopping on our bandwagon when, when we start winning. Okay. No, well, there's plenty of room on that bandwagon. <laughs> um, tell you what, that part of our conversation, let's make sure that that you and I update that as we go along. I think that'll for be sure. important to watch. Yeah, for sure. All the best, my friend. Uh, thank you, Sean. Yep, see you soon. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report is going to be a good one, too. I hope that you'll be here. Daniel Salerson will be hosting from Studio B. He'll have John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com to wrap up our coverage of Saints-Falcons uh, tonight. And then our Pelicans training camp continues with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. He's been going to practice every day, and so he'll give us the absolute latest on the Pelicans, who have 20 guys on the roster here during training camp, uh, and they are now marching toward their first preseason game, which will be on Saturday night against the Mavericks at uh, Shreveport, Bossier City. And then also your fantasy fix on Tuesday. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to wrap up the NFL week and jump into the new one all in one show tomorrow. Jake Seeley from Roto Experts will be here. Uh, that's Daniel's uh, usual conversation on Tuesday. Appointment listening for sure. It's no appointment radio. That's even more for sure. And uh, your Black and Blue Report will be yours anytime afternoon tomorrow. Don't forget, you can catch this show on so many different platforms now. Both of the two teams' mobile apps, Pelicans.com, NewOrleansSaints.com. It's right there for you on your Apple device. If you uh, go through the podcast uh, app, uh, certainly through iTunes, it just it loads it every day for you. And now, as well, on TuneIn, which is one of my favorite apps that I've uh, picked up here in the last few weeks. Games, sound, team-specific stuff, and, of course, now Black and Blue Report as well. All right, with that, we'll say thank you again. A huge thanks to Sean McDonough, and uh, we'll, we'll be uh, eager to hear his call tonight, that's for sure, and also to Anthony Davis, who's off and running on a good foot here. Uh, no pun intended or anything else. I guess I could say off and running on a good knee. That'd be more of a pun and a bad one at that. Anyway, great guest today, great start to the week, and we hope that you have a great, great Black and Gold Monday, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.